I had seen a necklace that I really liked and I thought, I think I could make that. So I went and bought some beads and some tools and started to started to make jewelry and I just fell in love with it. It's addicting. Mm -hmm. All people who bead understand that, mm -hmm. how addicting it can be. I suppose for you it's addicting like painting can be addicting. Mm -hmm. That's Gail Lumen, owner of Cool Water Jewelry of Montana, but I know her as Mom. She's a pretty inspiring person. She began making jewelry 23 years ago and has steadily grown her business into one that employs six ladies and they make and distribute her designs to retail stores all over the Northwest. She just opened an outlet store on the property next to her home. And this was a long time dream of hers. Ever since she's opened, uh, it's been doing great. So today with this episode, I want to celebrate my mom and uh, put a spotlight on her and her accomplishments. Her heart towards the work that she does is so pure and beautiful. I think anyone listening, particularly creative people, are going to find it refreshing and insightful and that they're going to be blessed by her words. Enjoy. We'll start this story off as I roll up and park in front of the house that I grew up in. Mom? Good, how are you? Happy day to you. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you're bigger all the time. <laughs> I don't think I'm taller all the time. You seem like you are. Oh. That's what I'm giving oh. you. Oh, oh really? Um, I had lent it to a friend. Isn't uh, she pretty? I wonder who she is. Well, if you open it up. Hmm. Do you mind do you mind reading it out loud? To th this? Yeah, because I'm. I was thinking I'd maybe re record a little bit of hanging out with you today. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day! It took a little convincing, but Mom did eventually agree to let me record her. You're, so you're saying yes to, to this interview, right? Yeah, but I don't want this recorded just like this. We're going to Photoshop this so I sound intelligent. How do you Photoshop sound? I don't know, but you're going to. <laughs> you're going to drop out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll edit a lot of stuff, but no, this is this is good. This is what I want. Just just you and I chatting. What I really would love to do is go get some dinner and then um, if you would kind of tell the story of how of cool water and then okay. and kind of because because you're an artist and I think that people listening to this are mostly going to be artists and and you've been doing this for 25 years so you have probably a lot of 
good things to good challenges that you overcame and, and things that you've figured out over the years. Okay, sweetheart. I can't look at you without <laughs> seeing my little tiny boy. Uh-huh. So. That's perfect, too. Okay. So why don't we turn this off then and go get something to eat. So we headed down to the Quick Stop Drive-In, one of my favorite places to grab a burger, some fries, cold chocolate milkshake so good what do you want hon I'm gonna get a double cheeseburger with no onions and I'm gonna get a double cheeseburger uh, curly fries and a milkshake chocolate milkshake oh my gosh that feels that sounds really good to me too. Okay, should I just get three of those? Um, what did you say for the hamburger? Just a double cheeseburger with curly fries. Um, just make mine a, a cheeseburger. Okay. Curly fries and a chocolate shake. And get a strawberry shake for Keevan. Okay. But the same as you, only strawberry shake. Okay. Okay? Thank you, darling. Yeah. I'm sorry I don't have any money. So I went and ordered the food and came back and then we started talking about a baby and a grandpa or a dad, I'm not sure. And then we started talking about business and art. Just wait now for your order. Yeah. This dad over here is just so crazy about this little baby. Yeah. So precious. Is do you think he's the dad or the grandpa? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought he was the dad. Watch him do this. He's going to put that milkshake right in the baby's mouth, and he gets so delighted. Watching his baby learn how to do this. Yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> Okay, so, Mom, tell me uh, when it was that you started Cool Water, and why did you start it? I started Cool Water in about 1994, when you were four, and just old enough not to get into the beads. <laughs> and Brett was six, because, uh -huh. you know, kids get into, little boys, children get into everything. Yeah. And you were just old enough to not tear the beads on the table apart and so I had seen a necklace that I really liked and I thought I think I could make that so I went and bought some beads and some tools and started to started to make jewelry and I just fell in love with it it's addicting mm -hmm. all people who bead understand that mm -hmm. how addicting it can be I suppose for you it's addicting like painting can be addicting mm -hmm. so let's make this about you no nope um okay so how did that first experience go for you it, you it hooked you right away but how was the result my jewelry was, your... was awful <laughs> it was awful 
And Kevin saw some of that jewelry when we were first married, and he called it the jewelry from hell. What did, what did you feel about it at the time, though? I thought it was very difficult to learn how to make it. Yeah. And I got about to the point of tears. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't stop. And so I just kept persevering. And whatever I lack in talent, I make up for in perseverance. And that's yeah. why Cool Water is a success. Yeah. Yeah. That and God's grace, because I made every wrong decision that you could make. Yeah. But I heard a man from Texas say one time, you only have to make 60% of the decisions right. Mm-hmm. You're allowed 40% to be wrong. And that was encouraging. Yeah. I've recently heard that whoever fails the most wins. Mm. I would agree. You only fail when you quit getting back up. So I got up lots of times. I failed lots of times. Still fail. Um, learning every day. Learning every day. And then you and then you get better at learning what succeeds and you start to repeat what succeeds. Yeah. And hopefully you learn that fairly quickly, you know, what fails, quit doing that. <laughs> what succeeds, keep doing that. What was is there anything that well, here, actually I'm going to go get our ice cream cuz I just heard that our ice cream's ready. Oh, okay. One sec. But be thinking about what's a kind of a, a time that you can laugh at now that where you really failed. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I went and got those ice cold, delicious milkshakes. Yeah, so good. Isn't mom's voice just great? I really love what she's about to talk about next. So keep listening. Okay. We'll put here. Let's let's put that one in here for okay. for Kevin. And we'll put it in the freezer until he gets home. Great. Thank you. So Does it yeah, does anything come to mind uh as far as like a setback early on that made you almost quit? I I don't think so. Um I made a lot of wrong decisions, a lot of a lot of foolish. I don't know, honey. That Okay. All right. Yeah, you're going yeah, to have any of these Maybe maybe later we can come back to that. I can't think of anything. Okay. Yeah, any question you can Or like I remember you've told me that when you were starting out there was somebody who was really influential that helped you in the beginning. That just maybe with some advice or something and can you tell us about mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. I met a gal named Nancy Davies who um, took me under her wing. She saw the jewelry that I had made so far, and she liked it and said, um, would you come to market with me? And I said, well, what does that mean? And she said, let's go to a wholesale market, and I'll show you how 
stores buy for their for their inventory. They come to market and I didn't know anything about wholesale market. And I had not really even retailed the jewelry before at a craft show or an outdoor festival, which I did later. I actually started wholesaling before I began retailing and which is kind of the opposite of the way most people began. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to market with her. We went to San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, you, Chicago again. Did you visit or did you have a booth there? Um, we had a booth. We shared a booth. Oh, wow. And I flew down with her and stayed in hotels and had to take the taxi to the hotels and that was all scary Mm -hmm. and um (laughs) and i'm not a great traveler and so it was all you know tipping bellboys and no thanks i'll carry it myself and keep the tip (laughs) and um that's really i see and so you went there kind of by yourself with i mean with this lady but with Nancy with Nancy yes and she taught me but that's pretty scary to to travel across the country and and all of a sudden be vulnerable with your art yes it was it felt very vulnerable and if people didn't like it and sometimes you know they would say (laughs) right out I don't really like this and I felt kicked in the stomach because those things are as you know, mm-hmm. um, our art is our baby, and yeah. Um, so yeah, you do feel vulnerable that way. And I think I had a panic attack one night. I'd never had anything like this, but I woke up um, gasping for breath in the middle of the night. I think we were in San Francisco, but it passed and everything was fine. That's a stupid thing. I don't even talk. Don't even include that. No, that's real life. <laughs> that's the thing is, I think that every sharing that, like sharing those sides of the story is really important so that because then people can relate and and they can know when they come to that moment, mm-hmm. this person was able to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember I was 40 years old because I came home from that market and you boys and dad met me at the airport with balloons for my 40th birthday. Hmm. You guys were so cute and sweet. Okay, so and then, so you were going to these other shows. Why? But I kind of always remember you just going more to shows that were around Montana and Mm -hmm. the That's because I did that I did that when you were old enough to remember that but in the very beginning I was going to I was flying away to shows and I realized that I am not a great traveler it's really stressful for me and so then when Kevin and I married we began going to the outdoor festivals and he was so great at helping with the tents and all that okay so it wasn't really until you were with Kevin that that started. Right. Okay. Right. And tell tell me about those shows. Like, how do you feel about them? Um, and what role did they play in your 
business. Well, I remember you saying, now I know what speech and drama people grow up to become <laughs> after high school. They become vendors at craft shows. <laughs> and I thought, I thought that was pretty appropriate. We met wonderful people, became very good friends with a huge variety of people that became like family because we would see them two or three times a year at different shows. And um, But we've decided to not continue with the outdoor shows because we're getting older and the weather is always the unpredictable factor. And it's stressful to be called at 1030 at night and be told your tent has blown open and your product is laying all over the grass and you better come and close your tent up. Yeah. So that's what happened to us last summer. And um, so the outlet store is never windy and it's never rainy. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Would you say then, so your favorite part of those shows were the, the friendships that you made with the other vendors and uh, the customers? Mm-hmm. Yes, and of course the the wonderful the wonderful sales. Um, we began to increase, you know, our sales really skyrocketed, and um, I learned the importance of sending out postcards, and um, it was just a it was thrilling to make a product and see people love it and buy it. Yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me about. I'm fascinated right now with the idea of sending things physically in the mail to people. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, I realize now that that's something you've always done. Mm -hmm. And that's probably the genius. Of, that probably is a huge thing that separates you from a lot of other businesses, I would think. Well, I remember listening <clears throat> to your Seth Godin. That his name? Mm -hmm. Godin? Um and he talked about being consistent and building slowly. And we have built a very solid customer base over the years. Yeah. And really dear friends also, you know, in, the, in our base of customers. And I think very loyal customers. Yeah. And um, we've tried to drop people when we don't want to, we don't want to send out to people that no longer are interested. So we try to pare down occasionally, and mm -hmm. so we're not bothering people with uh, postcards in their mailbox when they don't want to be on our mailing list anymore. Yeah. Um, but we have a very good, solid mailing list that we'll send out to our summer kickoff, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully we'll have a good response to that, and you'll be there. Yeah. That's great. What's the date on that? <laughs> I think I have it written down somewhere. This, this is just so canned, Tyler. It's um. Oh. Why that date? Why? Is, <laughs> is Saturday, June third. All right. Where Where is your outlet store? Why our outlet store is located halfway between Fort Rockvale and Joliet, <laughs> in the old Halverson Lawn Ornament building. <clears throat> Do you think, I kind of think that it, that might have been our order. 
I'm gonna go check real quick. This is great. I really like what we're getting. I think it's humiliating. No. So I went and got the cheeseburgers and the fries, oh, the curly fries, and the ranch dressing. And when I got back in the car, mom had thought of a great story to tell. Okay, so what's this good story that you're going to tell me? I was at Market. Yeah. And I had sold to a wonderful store downtown called The Cricket. And I was very excited about that sale. And Laverne came in and was ready to place a second order, and I was thrilled that she wanted to have another order of our jewelry. And so she said, so where are your new things? And I looked at her blankly, and I said, um, I don't have any new things. I thought 40 pieces of jewelry was, I was doing really well, and I was hoping you'd buy some more of that. And she said, but my customers already have all of those pieces. And I'm here to purchase new pieces. And of course that made perfect sense, but I hadn't thought about it that way. So now that's why we make, we produce, I design, and we create 50 to 75 new pieces twice a year, one for spring and summer, and one set for fall and winter. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I think that's pretty amazing. Like, I would be willing to bet that you probably, you probably create new designs of jewelry. Probably, probably, you probably hold the world record for that. <laughs> Not the world record, I'm I, sure, honey. Oh, uh, I don't know. Right? Because it's year after year, 50 to 60, 100, 120 new pieces of jewelry for 23 years. That probably is a world record. How do you, how do you go about making that? Like how, what's, because don't you set aside, like you set aside a couple weeks or something, right? I do. And that, and so is that the only thing that you focus on when you do that? I try to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a wonderful time, but it's a terrible time because it's a frightening time. What if I can't come up with new designs at all and um, I always try to take out my new my pieces that I want to work with my stones and crystals and chain and leather and whatever I want to work with and I just lay it there on my design table and I say Lord I don't know what to do with this would you help me come up with um, things that are beautiful and attractive and that people will want and he's never failed me in, you know, 20 years of, and I see tears in your eyes. That's so precious to me. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's very exciting. Um, it reminds me of the story of the runner, Eric Lindell or something like that, who was the runner that was featured in the movie Chariots of Fire. Mm-hmm. And he was a Christian who um, eventually went to China, and his sister was not such a fan of him running in the Olympics, um, but he won, I believe he won the Olympic record that year. I'm not certain about that, but um, when he was talking with his sister, who just wanted him to go to China as a missionary, 
he said, I know that the Lord made me for China, but when I run, I feel his pleasure. Mm. And when I design jewelry, I feel his pleasure. And so do you when you paint. Definitely when I, when I create, I don't know. I don't know that I do when I paint, but there's certain things. I told somebody the other day that the thing I'm probably most proud of is, is, um, story night. So I don't know. I don't know that anymore that painting is the thing, but, Mm. but these other things that I get to do, Mm -hmm. um, these other things, things that I feel are maybe more meaningful and useful to people. Right. Is, and I want my art to be that, and I try for that, but mm-hmm. I've just found that these other things. Yes, the art is the vehicle to reaching hearts, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I feel that about the jewelry business. It's the vehicle that I get to use to make new friends and hopefully help people to feel important and cared for. That's very important to us when people come into the store. And I know we have to fail at that many times, but um, our goal is to try to make people feel so welcome. And, you know, we're so glad to see you. Thanks for coming. We appreciate your business so much. Um, I think you do it. You guys do it really, really well. Well, thank you, Ty. We... Um, I think we do too, and Bridget is um, phenomenal in that respect. Yeah. She uh, she loves people, and they feel so loved and so important um, when they work with her in the store. And I love that. I love getting to I get I I get to work with the most wonderful women in in Joliet or in all of Montana. I think. I mean. We have the girls that work in the store and make the jewelry, but there's also uh, three or four other ladies who work in their homes and make the jewelry. And just getting to have a relationship with them, you know, long-term relationship, long-term friendship with them has been great for me. Yeah. And it's pretty fun to, I would imagine it's pretty fun for you to, to know that you're providing a, a job that's creative, that where other people get to create things. Well, and yeah. Um, well, working with jewelry is fun because it's you're working with beautiful things, mm-hmm. and you're you're turning out a product that's visually beautiful. We hope. Um, but back to the, the to the designing. Usually my first designs, my first three or four days of designing are total disasters. And I always find that those are the pieces that go to 75% off the quickest. <laughs> and the best designs are come after I've already made 50 pieces or 60 pieces. Sure. They're the last 10 or 15 pieces of the season. Yeah. And it's always like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, for painting, what I want to do anymore is try to pump out like twenty, set aside 
See, the way that you work and design is, is maybe the way that I work on really any project mm-hmm. where I just set aside like a block of time and that's yes. the only thing I work on. Right. I, and <clears throat> so for painting, I think it's smart for artists to just say, all right, they mark it out on their calendar this week. All I'm doing is painting. Right. And they right. Cre- you create like, tw- say you create 20 paintings and then you cure it, you edit it down mm-hmm. to the best five or something. So do you find that your best paintings are the last ones that you do in that block of time? No, but I usually have like one or two ideas that that I know going into that week. I've, I've already kind of done the work of, okay, I know that this image will look great, blown up big. Mm-hmm. So I usually have one or two kind of big ideas mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. and those are the ones that that are uh, that are the best right I usually tackle those ones first because I can't wait to to paint the one that I am most excited about right I understand that yeah, yeah. I guess I'm like that too with jewelry design I have some ideas that I can't wait to get started on and But usually I really stumble in the beginning. I just, I struggle and struggle to get those first designs out. Yeah. But I know that if I just stay with it, they will come together. Yeah. You know, actually, as I think about it, you're probably right. I do, sometimes it works out fine, and then sometimes I go, whoops, like this idea that I thought was good just isn't. And then the next one works. Yeah. I see that a lot in, in my process. So should we go home? Yeah, I think this is a good breaking point. Okay. See, I think that we're getting some good stuff. Okay. That would be useful for creative people to listen to. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think it will. Okay. We drove back home, had our dinner, and picked things back up in the living room. Now, if you've ever met my mom, you know that she loves rocking in her rocking chair. So imagine this. I'm on the couch. Keevan, my stepdad, is in his uh, rocking chair, and he's uh, clipping his nails. And mom is just rocking away in hers. I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm going to look over here once you start talking a little bit, because I need to see if... if if the levels are if what I'm if I don't getting... know the answer to the question yeah, you will well I don't know <laughs> I, so um, you're kind of a theatrical person I think I think you're a really good storyteller uh, where do you think you get that oh really <laughs> Where do I get my storytelling? Um, I I don't see myself as a good storyteller, but I think that the confidence that I would have, if there is any confidence, probably comes from my mom. Because she was a great believer in me and... 
Um, when I was a little girl, I used to uh, be an ice skating queen in her kitchen mm. in my stocking feet, and she would announce me as she was working at the kitchen sink, and I would uh, come out and stop clipping your fingernails, Keevan. It's distracting. Or... <laughs> no, it's fine. That. As long as we acknowledge it, and it'll be done here in a second. It's just that it's good that you said something about it. <laughs> okay. All right. He's only got... Should he's, I not do it? He's only, No, you can finish real quick. You've just got your pinky left. I got my other... He's got his other hand, hand too. Could, Probably and his toenails. Do, do you mind if you do the other hand? Uh, <laughs> can you do it later? Or, or, I can go, do it later. or go ahead. I, I don't care. <laughs> I can do it later. I didn't think that thing would pick it up. No, it does. I can see every time Every time you do it, oh, really? it spikes. I'll just, just throw it out. Okay. All right. So get back to the... Well, I guess if there is anything theatrical in me, it was nurtured by my mother, who was so such a believer in me in every way. And... Um, you know, just what a wonderful woman my mom is and and was as a mom. She believed in me and she was, you know, so so supportive in every way and not critical of me as I grew up. And um, so whatever I did was wonderful in her eyes and she was just a great <clears throat> support. And But if there's anything theatrical in me, it probably comes from my... Nini, who mm-hmm. was my mom's mom. Yeah. And she um, was a beautiful Christian lady <clears throat> who had a little touch of naughtiness mm-hmm. that I won't share because it's too naughty. No, that's what I was actually hoping. <laughs> no, no, I, no. That's why I asked this question. Was I was hoping that you would just recite maybe something from her that you learned from her. Step aside there, gents. Let the ladies pass. Quit that sticking your finger up that monkey's Ask your mama for 15 cents to go see the big elephants. Peanuts, popcorn, chewing gum, and candy. <laughs> Very famous in Texas in the 1920s, I would say. <laughs> Turn of the century humor. <laughs> so I don't think you should share that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Mom, it's going to be so good. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Tyler's embarrassing. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> she had many little ditties like that that yeah. were um, naughty but funny. Here's the thing. I, I feel like it's important to to sh- record some of those things and share them because if we don't, like one day you'll be gone and I'll... And I'll think back on that and I might Mm. not be able to remember it. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'll teach it to you. You can memorize it now. I'm so glad, you know, like I've got a couple of grandpa's poems memorized Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I'm so, I was thinking how appreciative I am of him for having the guts to create. Nobody asked him to write poetry Mm -hmm. and nobody asked him to tell a poem when you walked in the door Mm -hmm. he just started doing it Mm -hmm. 
and and it blessed people mm-hmm. and so sharing things like that i think we've got to have the guts to do it but also it it really does bless people that little thing that it, i said is not a blessing it's not it's you who you like if i had a better one i would share it a nicer one but i don't know if any nicer was because she was always naughty there are other things I could share that are worse than that, but I'm not going to. <clears throat> Good. Yeah, so this is perfect. Because um, I think so many of my friends, when when they talk about you, say, like, oh, like, I ran into your mom. She is so sweet. Oh, and it's nice. Like, that's just, I think that that's sweet is i've had people describe me as that too and i think if if that is true it i've learned it from you mm. well thank you hon that's sweet sweet of you <laughs> <laughs> okay so mom please 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 let me leave that part in i love it so much and i think that people will really will enjoy hearing that they need to know that side of you uh okay so now we're going to segue into another uh, part of the interview where I asked uh, mom if there's any quotes or pieces of advice that she turns to regularly for inspiration. Any words of advice, any quotes um, that you turn to regularly for for inspiration. Jeremiah 29:11 For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Um, Why is that so uh, poignant to you? Um, I guess it's a good remembrance that a good reminder that God is for us and he wants to bless us. He yearns to bless us. Um, and his plans for us are beautiful. And when we land on the pl- plan that he, when we, when our plan <coughs> coincides with his plan for our lives, um, there is no greater sense of satisfaction, I'd say, in life. Another would be, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. How do you delight yourself in the Lord? Oh, I think, um, when I read, when I read his word, when I read the Bible, it's delightful to me. Um, you know, even the stories in the Old Testament that are, Um, they're just the stories of the kings in Israel, even. That's kind of where I'm reading right now. Um, there's a such a sense of God's purpose, and it's a comfort to know that um, His hand is on all of our lives, if only we will turn to Him. Mm-hmm. That comforts me. It's It's always been a great comfort to me to know that 
I don't have to have the answers. I really don't have to have any of the answers. All I really need to do is surrender and say, Oh, Lord, I need help. And he's always faithful mm-hmm. to guide me through dark times. Yeah. That's good stuff, Mom. Well, we're going to start to wrap up this story, but obviously if you're going to talk to your mom and interview her, she's going to eventually tell some stories about you. When Tyler was about (laughs) 12 years old, he was learning how to draw caricatures, and he went to some art shows with me and got a, a booth next to mine at our events that we went to. And he would draw caricatures of people and often have a lineup of people that wanted to have their caricatures drawn. And we told him, you know, it doesn't have to look exactly like them, Tyler, because the purpose of a caricature is to emphasize, is it two qualities in know. someone's face? You choose two two predominant qualities in somebody's face like a large nose or a high forehead or (laughs) something unusual that may or may not be attractive usually not attractive and so one day Tyler was drawing two little girls and he put the finishing touches on it and they came around to see what they looked like, and they one of them began to cry because <laughs> it was not very attractive. <laughs> Tyler decided he probably didn't want to be a caricature artist after that. It was a pretty unpleasant experience. Really? I don't really remember that. Really? You don't? Mm-hmm. Well, you felt I, so bad I must after have, it. I must have blocked it out. Then, you, <laughs> then your mom told you, just make them pretty, honey. <laughs> So remember that. Just make them pretty. <laughs> it was up at Red Lodge. Yeah, it was. The Carbon <laughs> County Arts Guild show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, haha. Let's. Uh, I didn't continue with the caricatures, but uh, okay, mom. Let's wrap this up. Let's get the uh, final deets on this summer kickoff party at the Cool Water Jewelry Outlet Store located between Rockvale and Joliet on Highway 212, taking place June 3rd. That's a Saturday, folks. We have our summer kickoff um, June 3rd, mm-hmm. which we're very excited for. Um, we will send out, oh gosh, probably <coughs> seven to 800 uh, postcards to our customer base in Billings, Red Lodge, the surrounding area, and we will be serving uh, mimosas Mm -hmm. and cupcakes, and we will have your art there, as much of your art as you can bring us, and um, a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's get some closing statements to wrap this thing up on. Keevan, that means you too. I think every artist needs to have um, a support group around them that is cheering them on. And Keevan has been my biggest supporter, and my supposed to be part of this thing. (laughs) And my best friend. Mm -hmm. And Cool Water would not. 
even be a it would be nothing there wouldn't be a cool water jewelry if it weren't for Keevan he mm -hmm. he was wonderful I think what I would say is that when I see over at her little store with the gals that work for her and even people that come in is that it really is kind of a sanctuary for people that uh, the atmosphere that's there uh, the presence of kindness and acceptance and and God uh, those things being his attributes I just think that it's a place of ministry uh, I think people can go there not feeling so good and they leave feeling good I that's hope awesome so. I that's, hope so that is <coughs> that's something that can get you up out of bed every day. That's a good way to put it. Well, something Gail said to me one time before we had the store was that, and she was dreaming about the store, was that she just wanted it to be a place where gals could come and get away from the grind, get some joy, get some peace. created it. stepdad Keevan in my life and who he's been to my mom. You know, as I left their home, I thought about what mom said there at the end, that every artist needs a cheerleader, and mom has certainly been that for me. Hopefully, with this episode, I've been that for her. So, I hope that you'll visit mom's website, coolwaterjewelry.net, maybe put in a few orders, and if you're ever driving past her outlet store, I hope you'll swing in. Meet her and her team and spend some of that hard-earned money of yours. We don't necessarily get to choose to have cheerleaders in our lives, but we can, at any time, choose to be one for someone else. I hope you'll consider doing what you can to shine a spotlight on the people around you that are doing great work. I'm Tyler Murphy. Thanks for listening. Mom insists that listeners know that she could never accomplish what she has without the ladies by her side. So, one final word from Mom. I have the best help ever. Yeah. You know, Megan does our website and our social media. And all the photography. Yep. She's outstanding. And Jen does all of our shipping. And Bridget is a wonderful hostess in the store. She makes everybody feel so welcome. And she also does a great job of merchandising. MJ does an awesome job with our wholesale accounts. And now we'll work with a new wholesale rep in Denver. Okay. 
actually, I have a few questions, but I think I'll wait till we're done.